Recorded during the Plague Year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where three times a week we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And this is David Barnes, a financial advisor with Enriched Financial Group, and an interest in technology old, the present, and the future. Yes, David, you are. Uh, I, I don't know anybody who goes to more technical, you know, te- technology seminars and discussions of the future than you do. It's. Uh, I know you're interested in things like robotics and uh, and of course electric vehicles, like I am, and uh, and f- the future of energy. And uh, we're seeing a little bit of all that in here. I mean, there's lots of robotics and uh, you know remote manipulation and uh, telemetry. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating. Uh, and we, we talked about this on Monday, how uh, the technology that they were guessing at here in the 70s is, is mostly with us today. Um, it, uh, it, it's great. You know, I, yeah, I get, it's fascinating, I get, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, we see the robot stuff here. And, uh, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they saw how self, self-propelled everything would be. I mean, we talk about autonomous cars. And, I mean, a lot of the stuff they're doing here by hand. Uh, we would have a machine do automatically and, uh, you know, from you, you just be, you wouldn't have a window. You'd just be doing it through a video monitor somewhere or, uh, or, you know, these things that are coming out of like Boston Dynamics where they can, can program stuff to walk around and, you know, carry things and open boxes and stuff without the intervention of humans. Um, yeah. And you see this, if we take a look back at the technology then and what we're seeing today, um, I know we kind of talked to that a lot in the last episode, but consider that this the the advance is these ideas, right, that are just stacking upon each other. And you mentioned yeah. the more automated world that we're seeing versus back then. They probably anticipated at some level, uh, but it is we are seeing these ideas stacking on top of each other. And um, and this movie was, in my mind. Um, was early was really early it was they were like 10 years early in so many ways uh with the you know what what the public could anticipate um and so we see it here uh in in all its you know color glory and fun (laughs) i really enjoyed the show yeah i i keep thinking this movie may have acted as a catalyst for a lot of people you know you you hear about people watching star trek and they want to become astronauts and things like this I, i wonder how many uh young imaginations were sparked into getting into biology and uh you know under, understanding the physics of everything and, and building things like robotics and 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 making that a part of your daily life uh, this even though you know even though we had seen things like this at the lunar receiving lab uh not to this scale and for 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 no real um apart from making semiconductors there really wasn't a need to separate people from the work that they were doing uh it's interesting to see uh, here just just hints of what would be coming in the in the next decades um i uh one thing we do have to talk about in the production of this particular minute we're watching uh this particular minute shows uh uh, Dr. Dutton is trying to find out how the disease is transmitted, if it's transmitted airborne or some other way. And with the experiment that they do, they connect uh, a, a cage with a dead rat in it to a cage with a living rat via a uh, air pipe. 
and once the air pipe starts pumping air from the dead rat to the live rat the live rat keels over the method that they used for the rat's demise or partial demise because we actually don't see the rat die is um, they use the same as they did with the monkey they filled the room was filled with carbon dioxide and the uh, the mouse passed out from breathing carbon dioxide instead of oxygen yeah um, I was wondering what they did there I was that that also crossed my mind because I knew that uh, and they show they weren't going to harm any animals uh, they made it very clear at the very beginning of course and as we saw the animals you know they're hopefully you know, obviously it wasn't their demise but them passing out uh it was a, a little unnerving to watch the, the 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 mouse go through that and i think in a later minute we see a rhesus monkey do the same right yeah and it's uh you do notice that they, they cut early but of course you know while you're watching the movie and it's just going huh, you, you you say to yourself gosh i just watched that mouse die uh, and it's yes. uh it, it's amazing how uh you know the the russian idea of the kuleshov effect that if you if you cut between two scenes your brain kind of fills in the blanks you say oh the mouse died the the guy that you know ken swafford there is toby is reacting to watching a mouse die oh so, yeah and oh my the parallels right the parallels of what we saw in the in that minute in particular too but the parallels of today uh yeah. the air transmittal as at, towards the end he points that out it's transmitted by air yeah. well <laughs> guess what <laughs> Uh, you know, we're dealing with the current situation and um, again, transmitted by air. And, you know, it took them a little while, actually, to completely figure that out. They weren't 100 percent sure um, that uh, the tra air transmission was a primary way of trans trans transmittal. So a very, very fascinating, uh, very interesting part of the movie as well. One of the things I'm noticing from a from a sociological point of view is it's interesting when you're watching people in the same room on an older movie, you know, a movie that was not, that was made before 2020. You feel a vague sense of anxiety when they're both, you know, strangers and they're not. Neither of them is wearing a mask. It's very, very much. Yes. It it it, it, it it's astonishing when you see t people touching each other or you know slapping them on the back or it's just like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing out? Um, I I I wonder. I mean, this is, you know, as, as we're recording in 2020, people listening to this in a couple of years in the future might say, oh, yeah, that was just a flash in the pan. Or, you know, it could just be a permanent change that people find it normal to wear masks from now on. That If you're going out, you you might not want to go out, uh, uh, you know, with your face naked. So, uh, it's well, certainly the last uh, actually since February, March um, in the current environment uh, that we find ourselves in. Uh, it has become normal. Um, it's um, it's almost abnormal to it is abnormal to see people not protecting themselves um, and, and public or privately. Um, and because it's become more, it's also becoming almost habitual in some sense. Um, and uh, it I, I see that in the coming months uh, again, People will be seeing this in the future, but I see in the coming months uh, that uh, just as hard as it was to get used to this idea, it may become uh, a little difficult to, you know, throw away this idea of uh, mass covering and, and, and the like. I think it's going to be a fascinating thing to see six months from now, a year from now, how this progresses. Uh, I'm a glass half full person. I believe that there's a lot of things that uh, can come from this. Um, 
and I think one of them is a realization that we're all interconnected much more so than than we ever could imagine before and um, so it's important to uh, to recognize that and and help us all through uh, the current environment much like they were trying to understand back then uh, the deadliness of what this could mean to everybody and it seemed like it had a actually a better ending um, um, and and I'm, again I'm very hopeful that we'll we'll get through these times but it is fascinating um, to see where we are um, and I also try to think well what would it be six months from now and a year from now and I'm hopeful uh, that that we'll still have the vestiges of the past uh, what we're going through today uh, but I think you'll speak to us in the future about how interconnected we are and how dependent we really are uh, as you know humanity yeah and I, I agree very much it it's it's going to be fascinating to see how much it forms even after say a vaccine or some kind of a, a treatment plan uh, that this this may become a natural fashion that you would cover your face keeping keeping yourself especially if you are say older or uh, uh, you know any kind of comp any kind of health compromise uh, to your body that you'd say I'm, I'm gonna wear a mask I don't care if they've cured this thing I'm I'm still not gonna go out and not wear a mask this might be you know as normal as putting on socks um, I, but you know we'll, we'll see how how it goes and for people for people listening to this say three or four years down the line you can listen to this and either they'll laugh oh they thought this was going to go on forever it's like yeah I, I, of course it was it, it's commonplace it's as common as seeing cell phones nowadays everybody has a cell phone so you know maybe everybody will be continuing to wear a mask even after you don't you, you might not need the mask as you know in in a year or two as you do right now so it's i think you're definitely... on to something i think we'll see some level of the population i i tend to agree with that um at some percentage uh, into the future more so than we ever had before. Uh, certainly, I think people are washing their hands more. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that. I haven't been in that many public areas, but I, I've noticed in the in restrooms, and I'm sure, you know, you you as a, as a fellow male uh, traveler in, uh, in <laughs> yes. restrooms area, I'd say it was, used to be like about one in four would stop by the sink and you'd see these guys wandering out of the bathroom without washing their hands. But I've noticed... Uh, lately, if you, you're in a bathroom, everybody is studiously scrubbing every fingernail. So yes, uh, yes, and and the six foot thing. I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to getting beyond the six foot uh, distance thing. Um, it it you know we're all in a bubble. Um, yeah, and I that's also an interesting aspect of our current life. Um, but interestingly enough, as Dutton said in the in this minute, sweat is a safeguard against some kinds of bacteria. And yes. carelessness. So it's kind of interesting, too, that we're actually kind of made to deal with these types of issues. Um, and the human colossus um, has gone through these uh, types of, of uh, pandemics in uh, over the millennia. And yeah. um, we just happen to be in one um, today. Um, so, you know, it's fascinating how we're actually constructed and built as a species, as a biological organism. Um, so at some level, we, we, we are equipped. Um, thankfully, the current pandemic um, is not, it's, and again, sad and so sorry for those people that have lost their lives. But at another level, it could have been even more worse, right? And so maybe this is a, um, uh, a, 
one way uh, for us to recognize, um, you know, the lethality of, of germs and, and microorganisms. Um, but it's also another way for us to learn from this uh, for the potential uh, to deal with this in, in the future with something even far worse. Hopefully not, but at least uh, it served in that, maybe it will serve in that form. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I very much agree. The what we're seeing is a, a sudden change, not only in you know just the scientific health aspects, but just as a social moray that you, it is no, now no longer acceptable to be within six feet of somebody or with you know not wearing a mask or you know and doing these things. It's it's kind of like the way smoking went into the you know smoking wound up being outside of people's vestibules instead of uh, you know throughout an office or the way. As the '80s moved on, uh, seatbelts became to be a, uh, a public good that you didn't, you know, you you didn't make it an option. You had to buckle up. Just you know, it, it, beyond the the law, it just you now no longer feel comfortable if you're in a car without a seatbelt on. And I think that's what's you know this this idea of you're going to wash your hands more, you're going to uh, maintain that social distance, you're not going to be coughing. I, I don't think. It, yeah, I, I was thinking about nobody. Nobody will ever blow out birthday candles again <laughs> outside <laughs> outside of the family. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so it's interesting because we all have habits, um, and that's some are good habits, some are bad habits. I was asked before by one of the uh, the uh, children that I raised. I was asked, "Well, Dad, how do I get rid of the bad habits?" And I said, "Well, uh, sometimes that's really tough to do, but." One method I think that is very useful is to um, uh, just start doing good habits. Eventually, if you do enough good habits, uh, they'll start crowding out the bad habits. You may not be able to get rid of them entirely, but at least they'll crowd them out. And likewise, if we're doing things like, you know, just good hygiene, that's a good thing that came from uh, the current situation in my mind. Uh, I also think the uh, the we've seen this level of care and concern for our fellow human being. Uh, I think it's a very powerful thing. Yes, there's a lot of other issues, but it's very powerful uh, that that uh, we're coming back in, in many ways. It's almost ironic, right? We have to say six feet apart, but yet we're coming closer in terms of all of us working together to do our part to, to help each other. Yeah, it's it's interesting how, how much peer i mean it's it's this very subtle peer pressure that really is making the change i mean you can you can make all the rules and regulations that you want but if you notice all of your friends are doing it or all you know people that you care about or people who you respect are doing it uh suddenly it doesn't seem that hard and you you don't forget as much you're you do run back to your you know you run back into the parking lot and grab your mask or you do you know manage to maintain a respectful distance or if you're coughing you decide i'm not going to go see anybody today i'll I'll use the uh, the zoom call instead um, yeah, even my, Toby says, no sweat, sir. Those cages are airtight. <laughs> then yeah. Dutton wants him to get out of there and come back in. I, I just yeah. thought that was, that was, spoke to that point. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell, I'll tell an old story from, uh, from college when I had a, I had a roommate in college who was a bit of a slob. And I am, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a neatnik. I'm very much a mess and I'm much of a, you know, I, 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 I would be a hoarder if my wife let me hoard even more. Uh, but uh, one thing I one thing I always did since I was little was the first thing I got out of bed, I made my bed. I always made my bed, and to me it looked you know it was like having your 
your shirt tail untucked or something. You just had to, you had to get it done. And, um, I, we had this, we had this large bedroom and we each had a bed and, uh, I would get out of bed in the morning and I'd carefully make my bed and my roommate, he'd have, you know, it, it just looked like, uh, like a mattress factory blew up on his side of the room. And, uh, after a while he said, you know, I really can't stand you. And I said, why? He goes, because every morning when I get up, I see you make the bed and I started making my bed and now I can't get out of the room without making my bed. So I was, I was peer pressuring and not even knowing. <laughs> good habits. It's just, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, yeah, like said, it's, bad it's, habits. Ha- having those, having those good habits again and again. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, this again is a, it's a fascinating minute watching, watching the story develop and being able to tell it on the screen that you know what's you, you know what's going on without having to know all the all the ins and outs that obviously they've found out how the how the the uh, mecha- the mechanism of of death that was involved with this uh, Andromeda strain so uh, we're going to get further into the exactities of this in the next minute but uh fascinating little minute and uh, again showing us the scientific method in in operation um a difficult you know if if you're thinking about, I mean, I don't think they could make this movie nowadays, but in the seventies at this pace, it, it was fascinating to, to see how all this came, came together for them. Oh, and they packed a lot, right? They packed a lot of different themes, different ideas. They were actually covering quite a bit of, of uh, the the science. Uh, That's another fascinating thing. Uh, Whether it was the last minute or, or this one today, um, just the uh, the amount of of attention uh to, to the science again was 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 really cool um, yeah and i think it speaks to um this movie about i i think it's a great educational film um from that point of view now you may not understand everything they're talking about per se but it's 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 like something you go back to and you want to re revisit you know like okay what were they talking about there and you know and and i think it 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 it, it opens up um a lot of opportunity to you know discover um and and, and just these in in this little episode here uh for example sweat is a safeguard against some kind of bacteria again so our biology is actually a very significant defense system that's been designed over the millennium to address threats of various types, this being one of them. And I thought it was very interesting that they would pull that part up like that uh, and it and describe, you know, something as common as sweat. Who would have thought? Most people don't really think about that or recognize that sweat would be a defense um or one layer of defense against you know foreign adversaries like bacteria or viruses and yeah being able like like our our body is built for defense and not realizing that all the different you know activities that it's doing part of it is which is keeping keeping the the, those outside forces that want to you know consume us away so yeah it is it is a fascinating idea just dropped in in the middle of this as what seems like a throwaway, but I mean, it, it, it this does have a documentary feel about it. Like you're watching them put all these these pieces together as they're you know connecting A to B to C. 
Um, but you, you feel smarter watching watching this movie. I mean, you know, it, it, yes. even though it's 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 fiction and things like that, but it gives it gives you an idea of how do how Very do you well solve said. problems? Yeah, how do you solve problems in a scientific manner? And this is this is it right here. Um, Some of the indications get... of. Oh, please oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I was just add yeah. so many indications of, of starting at first principles and moving forward, right? So many, right. You could just see it throughout the movie. Actually, the movie is almost, um, in so many ways, a first principles movie, right? With setting the ground floor and advance through the whole process, the whole thinking, the whole scientific assessment of the challenge. It's very interesting in that regard. Right. Yeah. Speaking of first principles, uh, David, I, I know you you are a, you are a financial planner. You also um, you know offer investment advice and 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 looking into uh, the future. It's, you're very much concerned with the future for for your clients. I know that, and you you do speak a lot about first principles of how to, how to plan your future. Uh, when when people uh, when people want to talk about their investment strategies and things uh, with you, how do you apply first principles with that? Well, I think it starts from your level of awareness. Um, at the end of the day, it's how much we're aware and how much we're not aware. Um, unfortunately, in so many ways, um, we're asked the question, are we conservative, moderate, aggressive? Um, when the real question should be, are you aware? Are you somewhat aware? Or are you very aware? And, and that, starting from that point of view, I think, is the beginning of revelation because if you're not aware um then you then how can we help you become more aware i think that's the key um so education is a key component of what we do i'm very much involved in helping people see things i want them to have insight uh, yes i have all kinds of insight and i love to share but i think it's very important to help me help you develop your own insight because that's even more valuable and if i can bring that awareness to you uh, in a way that transforms how you think about things then what you might have anticipated as being oh i just don't know about that and therefore i'm it's going to be too risky for me because when you boil it down it's just your awareness level um, if you're a lot more aware of something and you're familiar with it you understand its ins and outs then in so many ways it becomes quote unquote less risky and it enables you to do things that you may not have thought you could do. That's a, that's a great strategy. When, when people uh, want to, want to, want to try this out with you, uh, where can, where can they reach you? They can get hold of us at uh, enrichfinancialgroup.com or better yet, just give us a call. Use the old fashioned way at 972-465-0100. We'd be happy to pick up the phone and, uh, and uh, help you find your way. Awesome. Th thanks again so much for being with, with me this week, David. It's really, it, it, you're always a fascinating person to talk to, and I'm glad other people can hear what you have to say because I, 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 I enjoy your insights very much on this. Uh, we'll, we'll pick this up again as we finish the week on Friday and see, uh, see how many more rats Dr. Dutton can, can wipe out uh, as he goes on his, uh, on his spree of, uh, uh, of testing the air. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, in the meantime, please, while you're uh, waiting for the Friday episode to come along, uh, do the three things that, that matter a lot for uh, as we're sitting here in this plague year. Uh, keep six feet apart from people. Uh, wear a mask, and above all, wash your hands. Washing your hands and getting rid of those germs off, uh, off those sweaty hands that are <laughs> keeping the bacteria Very off the other much. parts of your body. Yeah, get, uh, keep that away from you. Yeah. So, and be anyway, aware. We, and 
be aware. yeah and be aware <laughs> yeah yeah keep your eyes open so uh we will be back on friday so join us then next time on the andromeda minute thank you very flattering we don't know much more than when we got here <laughs>